Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. Yep, no budget for theme song. So that is it. My name is Ohan, and this is Apes and Drapes. This episode is brought to you by Time. It's killing us all. Yes, time, the paradoxical phenomenon that will both bring you more podcasts from me as well as ensure that I will no longer be alive enough to produce any by facilitating my eventual death. It's time. You don't have to get it. It's getting you. All right, now that's over, let's get on with the episode. We all have lenses through which we process reality. Our lenses skew whatever reality might exist outside of our bodies to create the manifold illusion that is our experience of our personal or what we can call our subjective realities. And I don't think it's redundant to say our experience of our subjective realities because the reality we experience is a recreated simulation of a compilation of data taken into our sense organs, which is then processed through a series of mechanisms in different regions of the brain nearly instantaneously to present to us a coherent representation of a universe which may or may not exist. What we experience as cognition is the ability to reflect on the fact that we can experience. Awareness is a kind of flimsy phenomenon that is tacked on at the end after everything else is already processed and compiled. The questions that arise from all that are whether or not the subjective sense of self is in control of anything at all, or simply a byproduct of the miasma of brain functions that was selected for evolutionarily because it yielded a competitive advantage by inserting egoism into the realm of hunting and gathering, and also whether or not anything actually exists outside of our skulls, or if the act of experiencing is simultaneously the act of creation. I'm not going to get into those things now, but I put some fun links in the show notes. This episode, though, is about the lenses which filter our experiences of the universe of human information. Not the capital U universe that humanity was created within, but the lowercase universe of information that humanity created within itself. So I'll start with my definition of lens in this context. Our lenses are the ever-modified culminations of the frameworks we've built to process information. We are always updating the framework through which we look at life. Our understanding of our own frameworks for processing information is really our understanding of our ideas of ourselves. How we interact with the information is what we think of who we are. Our identities are built around how we process the information and what we've done with the information we've come across over the course of our lives. The culmination of this is the lens through which we view the world. There's a set of circumstantial hierarchies that we pass all information through. How we structure the hierarchies determine how we will deal with the information we come across. That hierarchy information processing is who we are. The category of a piece of information and how the information is generated, meaning what it is related to and who is giving it to us, determine what we do with the information we come across. Our expression of ourselves is our reaction to our environment. Our reactions to our environments are effectively all that we are. Our lenses are determined by our exposure. We cannot know anything we are not exposed to. Even if we haven't interacted with it, if we hear of it, that counts as a degree of exposure because it goes from being something we don't know we don't know to something we know we don't know. For some people, just hearing about something is enough to make them think they know it. That is delusional. It is basically the foundation for stereotyping, which is intellectual laziness. Intellectual laziness in this context is when we oversimplify things by experiencing only one instance of them, by lumping them into pre-existing categories of other things we have already come across that are similar so we don't have to think critically. This is harmless if I come across an apple and assume it tastes like other apples, but more problematic if I come across an idea and assume it's similar because it seems like it falls into the same category as another idea. In the onset, our lenses are determined by our upbringing. The people who raise us determine our exposure. 
As we get older, societies impact us more and more, and with the internet, we are introduced to societies which are not only not in our vicinity, but also possibly not even localized at all, other than in cyberspace. As we grow, learn, work, and interact, our frameworks are shaped more and more by what we become experts in. Human information, in any field, exists because it has a certain degree of consistency. Ideologies, industries, and processes all go through the evolutionary refinement that life itself goes through. Our ideas are subject to the micro-adjusting refinements of survival of the fittest. But it is only with regard to the ideas which actually need to produce outcomes, because those are the ones that are actually tested. The funny thing about human beings is that in the same way that survival of the fittest no longer applies to our physical lives, in that society for the most part ensures we no longer need to compete physically to fend for ourselves, thankfully, the ideas we are able to hold, without risk to our survival, have had the opportunity to become lazy and unchallenged like our bodies. We ignore that we are all actually scientific in how we deal with information when it's actually necessary, but are willing to suspend any notions of logic and reason with regard to our personal beliefs. This allows us to pretend we're justified in believing irrational things by telling ourselves that not everything needs to be held to the same standards of analysis that we hold processes and industries to. But it's important to investigate any disconnects between the criteria we use to accept information. If we validate one belief on specific criteria and later deny that same criteria to accept another belief, then we have a real problem of consistency with regard to building out our frameworks. There should be some consistent criteria in thinking through why we believe what we believe and looking at how the information is created when we decide whether or not to adopt it. Keeping that in mind, let's consider that every sector of human knowledge has its frameworks. Every occupation has its set of information to be learned once inside of it. We learn the information that comes with our jobs and develop a reality framework based on that. This is something like a bias, but which within context is necessary to function. This framework ends up being how we make sense of all other information we come across. It is the lens through which we process reality. A physicist, biologist, engineer, pharmacist, machinist, designer, receptionist, butcher, barista, plumber, chef, whomever, all have their lenses. They all have industry-specific knowledge that anyone outside of the industry doesn't need to have to function, even though a facet of all of our lives might depend on that knowledge to function as it does. Meaning, we may not know anything about where our eggs come from, or the metals in our laptops, or the rubber for our tires, but random assortments of things we use every day are critical for us to be able to function, and it's crucial that we have the people in our society that have the information and act on it. We also don't need to know any of those things are linked, but they all are. The point is, when we have a view into a specific subsection of an economy, whether it is a material economy or an information economy, we cannot unsee the weight it carries. Imagine a machine in which every gear is necessary. We all specialize on one specific gear or set of gears, and though some are larger and more visible, we all only know the details of the gears we are familiar with and the ones they directly impact. We all know that the gears we are experts in are crucial to the machine being able to run. And because we are spending so much time on specific sets of gears, we are intimately aware of what would happen if those gears stopped functioning. We eventually begin to look at the entire machine as a function of that specific subset of gears and come to view the machine as being dependent on it. That is our lens. It is our personal informed bias. That gear we focus most on is our industry, and society itself is the output of that machine. 
There is so much knowledge that humans have generated. Knowledge which has only been created and refined through interaction with other pieces of knowledge. That when we look through our lens at other aspects of reality, they seem to hold true. Because they are. Knowledge built upon knowledge built upon knowledge. Okay, so let's use an actual example. When we look at the causes of World War II, what we take into account will be determined by which lens we're using. Whether we're looking at the economic factors, the social factors, the psychological ones, the philosophical ones, the political ones, or something else, how we determine which causes are the most significant will be determined by familiarity with certain frameworks. Our opinion will likely depend on the topics we know most about. Sometimes, we even give precedence to disciplines we know nothing about because our perception of them makes us attribute additional weight to their findings. Think about what you might consider yourself an expert in, or knowledgeable about, or passionate about, and ask yourself if you occasionally undermine other ways of looking at the world through implicit faith that your lens is somehow more fundamental. People can often seem naive in ignoring our perspectives on reality. And they are naive. And so are we. Our lenses are refined against the hard grains of reality. If they can't handle the pressure, they crack. And people with broken lenses either live in some generally accepted illusion, or they look for a new lens through which to look at things. Or occasionally they panic and live in some perpetual state of anxious doubt. Regardless, of course, in the end, everything comes down to politics. All art and every action and every sentence we utter is political, which is the idea sold to us through the media, which clearly underlies everything, including politics, because of how subversive the media is in trying to monetize our attention, which obviously means that even the media is an economic agent, and that really everything we do and consume and pay attention to comes down to economics because somebody is making a damn buck while we're all just living these complex illusions built upon a reality we don't quite understand because everybody knows that everything really comes down to physics, which is one disposition you would take if you had the propensity to because psychology is, of course, the analysis of the determining factors of which lens you choose to look through, which is determined by a combination of your genetics and your current mental state. So obviously biochemistry is the largest determinant until we get to the fact that I'm trying to sell you on this idea because let's face it, it's all about sales, which happens to be determined by one's ability to communicate and therefore how is communication not the fundamental truth of the reconciliation of ideas without which society itself wouldn't exist. And then of course, how the hell would a bunch of apes have put together this microphone I'm speaking into, which means engineering underlies everything except for maths without which engineering wouldn't have gotten past a simple machine and let's face it we didn't invent maths we discovered it which is a philosophical opinion and what else might we be but pondering apes and basically it's turtles all the way down anyway after this i'm definitely gonna grab some ice cream and while the world wouldn't function as it is without the hospitality industry where the hell would we be without ice cream <laughs>